Channing, why is your bed so messy? <laughs> because <laughs> I had a rough night's sleep. <laughs> I had nightmares about all the Twitter trolls yelling at me about me saying the Lakers would are supposed to win the West. That's a bit of a reach. Ooh. It is a reach. Maybe but, we you should. Know. What the fuck? We should dive into it. Yeah. As Rich gets situated, welcome into this edition of Road Tripping with RJ and Channing. I'm your host, Ali Clifton. You think that the Lakers will win the West? They'll represent no. the Western Conference. No, I think they'll get to the. I think they'll get to the Western Conference Finals. I do. Now, yesterday I said, if I think the Suns and the Lakers meet in the Western Conference Finals, I think it's a fifty-fifty chance. I think it'll be a great series. But I think if the Lakers meet the Suns any time before that, I, don't, I think the Suns are going to beat the junk out of them. Oh. So that's so, com- it's, okay. Here's so why you're it's lying. Not so you're lying. So you're lying. Yeah. So you're lying. lying. No, I'm not. Richard, I think when you get to the Western Conference Finals, it's hard for me not to bet on Braun. It's just hard for me not to, right? And then I think at that point, they the Lakers have another gear. And for me, I think the Suns is not. We're not worried about KD. We're not worried about Devin Booker. You know, Chris Paul is is getting a little older, and he is a smaller guard, right? I'm just saying. Regardless if it was Chris Paul or anybody else, a smaller guard is going to be in a different rotation when it comes to playing against a bigger team. And then the other guys that they are bringing off the bench are smaller except for Bismack. So that is my only kind of thing that I would give the Lakers above the Suns, but then everyone else's Sun stuff. So when you look at that in a Western Western Conference Finals matchup, there's going to be the Lakers who don't shoot very well but are really good defensively are going to be and have opportunities um, because of rotations. That is my thinking. I look. I, I see how you can it, – it's a bit of a reach. I see what you're saying. Right, look, I, I, I think LeBron is still LeBron, but I, I think the load that he has to carry gets a little bit harder at 38 than it is at 34 yeah. than it is at 32. So, like, if you're betting on them to go to the Western Conference Finals or wherever – you, I'm looking at, can I bet on D'Angelo Russell? Can I bet on Vanderpool? Can I bet on Hachimura? Can I bet on Anthony Davis? That's where the bet for me, like, really? assume, yeah, yeah. assuming Braun is healthy, my bet is, right. is that, can that collective group do the defense that is needed? Do they have the basketball IQ that is needed? Do they have the scoring and all the things that are necessary to get there? That's where I I, I. I question a bit, but look, are they capable? Yes. Crazier things have happened. Atlanta. I do. I think that this Lakers team is better than the Dallas team from last year that went to the conference finals. Yes. Do I think the West is in more disarray than last year? Yes. So you could see crazier things happening. Right. Let me ask you this. What's a realistic uh, conversation that the Lakers should be a part of right now? Are they a contender? 
No. But they're seven and three in their last no. ten. They've won four in a row. They go into obviously the Clipper matchup tonight, which they do not have the tiebreaker in, but the seven seed. They finish out the season at home against the Sun and the Jazz. So is maybe them getting to the second round, listening to what you guys are saying, and if they're fully healthy, is that a realistic and you would hold them to that kind of expectation? I was gonna say this is the most matchup. They need the best matchup possible for them to really and they're waiting on other people to get knocked out and become opportunistic, right? I think for me, everyone wants the Kings, and I don't know if that's going to be such an easy matchup, right, to me. Uh, I also feel like if the Lakers can get around, regardless, I think it puts more pressure on the other teams to me, right? Because think about where the Lakers came from where they are, and now let's say they make it to the second round, those other teams now, like Denver, for instance, how much playoff experience really do they have? And my question is, and I said this, who is the second best player on Denver? Like you need your two best guys have to win you a series, right? And it's we've seen glimpses of Jamal. We've seen glimpses of Aaron Gordon. But like watching last night, what? how do you lose like 21 to the Rockets? And it happens. Uh, it happens. A lot of people, every time the Rockets win a game, every team wants to they beat Boston. <laughs> ask they beat the, the Lakers, Lakers, ask the Celtics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that that's look, the this is the thing. There are certain teams that don't need help and they're not conditional contenders. Are the Lakers yeah. a conditional contender? Yes. Do the Milwaukee Bucks, like what help do the Milwaukee Bucks need to win a championship? Do they need anything to go their way? They just need health. If they're healthy. The Milwaukee Bucks aren't going to be like, well, depending on the matchup or who right, we right, play, right. like, like we're the Bucks. With all due respect, Cat, when we when we played Channing, were we focused on matchups? When we were the one seed, when we the two seed, the only team we worried about truly was the Warriors. And so it's like, were yeah. we worried about any matchups? It's like, no. If we do what we're supposed to do, we're gonna be right here, and then we got to play well. The the right. Lakers have. They have to do that in every single round. That's why I think yeah. it's unreal, unrealistic, right? Same with the the old Warriors, right? It's just unrealistic to say you're a contender when you're a conditional. We're, you're not even in the fucking postseason currently right now. How can I talk about yeah. you as a contender in that space? That's just unrealistic. That's why the North owned the South. Yes, that's the Raptors owned the Cavs for those two games because mm. y'all didn't give up no. about them. You're all thinking about the, the war. Oh, I was I thought you were talking about the Civil War, Allie. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's off of what Rich chose to tell the media. Yeah. We the South are going to be okay. <laughs> Look at the two of you. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about <laughs> that. That's yeah. funny. People didn't think it was as um, funny as I did. Okay, so that means that we're done talking about the Lakers. God yes. I noted. Calling all road trippers, we all love a good road trip on this podcast, right? Well, as the weather gets good and big plans get made, make sure you're driving to your destination on a great set of tires from our friends at Discount Tire. Discount Tire is your one-stop shop for not only tires and tire maintenance, but also custom wheels and accessories, like a new pair of windshield wiper blades. America has trusted Discount Tire for over 60 years, and with over 1,100 locations across 38 states, there's sure to be one near you. Their industry-leading selection offers more than 70 brands of tires and more than 90 wheel brands. And now you can visit their website, discounttire.com, to locate a store, schedule an appointment, search for top brands, and even select and pay for your tires. 
Head to DiscountTire.com today to register for email discounts and access the latest in tire safety tips. You'll also find helpful information about the maintenance schedule of your specific make and model of vehicle. Want to cut the line? We've got you, road trippers. Wait times are 30% shorter when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. What are you waiting for? Head to your local Discount Tire or DiscountTire.com today and let's get you taken care of. Hey, road trippers, spring is here and it's time to get your fit right for this warmer weather. Get yourself some gear that's meant to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun with premium polarized shades, customized snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements, meaning if you are like me and lose or break a pair, even on day one, they'll send you a new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have our back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't like them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Again, the team always has your back. And here's an exclusive offer for all of you road trippers out there. Shady Rays is giving you their best deal yet. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code RoadTripping for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 200,000 people online. That's ShadyRays.com and enter the promo code RoadTripping. Okay, let's go to the Eastern Conference because Doc Rivers had some uh, pretty direct sound saying the MVP race is now over. Um, Joel Embiid had half of his team's points in their win over the Celtics. 52 points um, by Joel. MVP conversation, but I want to start with Joel. Do you agree with Doc Rivers? I'll let Richard go first. Uh, I think for Doc Rivers, yes. And I like for Doc Rivers, yes. I think he believes that. I think you can go to, you can go to, um, Mike Malone, and he can say that my player is averaging a triple double. You can go to Giannis last night, who had a triple double. Like this isn't like one great game. He still set out of the Jokic match. He still set out of the Jokic matchup for injury purposes. He, like your coach doesn't get to decide. While I I love the emphasis that Doc is putting on it as he should, as a coach should for his star player, because it's him taking up for him. But Doc Rivers doesn't get to decide the MVP race. I don't think that this was an exclamation mark. I think this was a hell of a game. He scored half their points. He's doing it against, uh, what's the what's the kid's name? What, what's I can't even remember the kid's name. And then he's doing it against Al Horford, who's 40 years old, because no Robert Williams. So, like, he should be fucking cooking those dudes. It's not like you can switch. Uh, God, it's going to bother me. Cornette? Yeah, what? Luke Cornette? Yeah, he's doing it against Cornette, who's a serviceable big. He's doing this against Al Horford, who's 50. Robert Williams is the one guy that you, I'm not saying that Jokic couldn't go for 50 on him, but I'm not looking at him. It's like it's not like they can switch, you know, Jalen Jalen Brown on him. They can't switch Marcus Smart. The dude's a fucking force. So like he dominated as he should. They won the game as they should, in my opinion given that they don't have a matchup for him, but your coach doesn't get to decide the MVP race. Uh, let's look at the standings here because the same thing. Right now, the Bucks have a three-game lead on Boston. They have a five-game lead on Philly. And so 
when the Bucks clinch best record, Budenholzer can get up on the stand and say, and can say, oh, well, look, best record. We got the best player in the game. That's the MVP. We got the best record in the MVP, like our best record in, in the league. We've got the MVP. I think that's the end of the conversation. He can do the exact same thing. Yeah. Do you agree with that really quick before we I go to agree Channing? With thinking of that and after okay. watching it, this was the most, this, if I was sitting down and I'm Doc Rivers and I'm, Thinking about what, like, Joel Embiid and this opportunity. I go, Jokic took his foot off the gas, right? As soon as Perk starts saying stat padding, to me, it seemed like, and Jamal and a lot of people else who I talked to, it seemed like he just took his foot off the gas, right? To me, Joel Embiid saw that opportunity, started to get aggressive. This is a national TV game. Now, on Turner, we rarely, if ever, have one game. This was that one game. If you watch the 76ers play, yes, they won the game. These motherfuckers knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, feeding them every time. (laughs) Every fucking time. If you saw, he had, now mind you, he still has to go get 52. No Robert Williams, no Jalen Brown. Yes, he still has to go get 52, which is a feat in itself. Mm-hmm. But he was barbecuing the whole team, but no one else was shooting until absolutely necessary. It was a showcase for people who have not watched Embiid to see his dominance. Now, can Embiid do that almost every night? Absolutely. He is leading the league in scoring. But last night was uh, on purpose to make sure that Joel Embiid gets as many looks, as, as many touches, and looks the best for the purpose of him being the only show on TV that night. Hey, wait a second. And and, and that's what's adorable about this is yeah. it's funny that Doc Rivers will get up there and say this shit. Meanwhile, two days ago, they lost to the Bucks at home. Or they lost to the Bucks on the road. And Giannis goes for 33 and was the leading scorer in the game. Right? So it's like, wow, he can go for 50 against Boston where they're, you know, obviously their bigs are, aren't, they're not necessarily equipped. But against the Bucks, who have Brooke Lopez and have Giannis, they lose that game, and they were down as much as 20. They lost 117 to 104. So, like, now you go beat Boston two days later and you're the MVP conversation race is over? Bro, be careful. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Two days ago. Like, two days ago, you lose to you lose to Giannis. A week ago, you don't show up for Jokic, and you, you go 50 against Boston and Cornette and, and Al Horford in the MVP race is over. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's come on, guys. That, that's a coach being a coach. It's a hell yeah. of a soundbite coming off a hell of a game. That's all that shit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think now, rewind all this. I do think Joel Embiid is the MVP. Me personally. You said it last week. You I and did. I both said that last week. I, I yes. still think this. I still think this, right? Why is he over Giannis? To me, I think Giannis's team, and this is, okay, we're just going to go by players. I think number one, for me, if I had a vote, I look at who wants it. I look at who wants that title, who wants that responsibility, right? Who outwardly says that. Joel Embiid outwardly wanted it last year, outwardly wanted it this year. He got better than he was last year. His defensive effort. Giannis is, Giannis is having a career high in scoring. I just, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm just we can't we can't just make an argument. This is my thing about these arguments, and I and right. I want to send it back to you, big fella. I want to send it yeah, back yeah. to you. A lot of times in this, we make the argument for the individual right. versus against the other person. So right. if instead of making it for uh, instead of for Embiid, make it a versus because you're saying one that he wants it. We know these guys want it. They don't publicly say it very often, right? Jokic is a bit of a different breed. The last thing I'll say is that like Giannis is leading the lead in scoring. Are not leading the league in scoring. He's having a career high in scoring and playing right. less minutes. So when you look at production and doing something he's never done before, and they didn't have uh, they didn't have Chris Middleton for the first third of the season. Once they caught Boston, they passed Boston and have right. never looked back. And I know James Harden missed a ton of time, you know, before the All Star break. Everyone has to deal with that. I'm just merely saying that. Embiid and, and Jokic and Giannis are so close, oh, but like some of the some, some of the ways that we frame it, I just don't understand it. Really quick, actually, uh, Joel is averaging thirty three, and Giannis is averaging thirty one. So in terms of, and I I say these things just because to your point, Rich, like when it comes down to a a, or a, a conversation like this, what is it that you really can point to? to give one guy the edge over the other. Like, like, where do you go at this point? Because at the same time too, I think we talked about in our conversation last week with Perk that I actually do believe that Giannis probably should win it, but I think people are getting bored with him. It's the same conversation that we were having five, six, seven years ago with LeBron. He would have had an opportunity, could have won the MVP, but people just kind of were like, Matt. And so yeah. are you getting to that? Yes, so, yes. I, I think sometimes, <clears throat> I don't know if we get bored. His team is fucking good. And that's not a, it's not supposed to be a knock, but like Drew Holiday is nice. Brooke Lopez is defensive player of the year. So his his it seems like his responsibility of having to do everything and having to be beyond himself is a lot less, right? When he doesn't play, they still win, right? Like his team is stacked compared to the the Sixers, compared to Boston. Giannis's team is stacked. Now, do I believe that should be put against him? No, but I can see that as an eye test. You go, yeah, you're amazing because look at this. You, you're like the number one three-pointing shooting team in the league. You're like top five in defense. You have four all-stars on your team. Like, like, what do you – you just have to be a 60% version of yourself and you can get 30. Like, he played a game. I think they played the Pacers – uh, Drew Holiday at 51. He had a light work, 38, 18, and 11. And that's crazy, right? Like, when's the last time Joel, or someone on Joel Embiid's team had, like, a 40 ball, and he had whatever it is? It just, to me, it's the eye test, and it may be the system. The eye test, strictly by no stats, I think by watching, and I've watched a lot of Joel and uh, Giannis, I would put Joel over Giannis this year. Just based on eye test. Okay. Who's your fair. MVP, Rich? Well, fair. I under I understand what you're saying. I I think I think we that's how Jokic ended up getting multiple MVPs. You're like, well, he's had to do so much, right? Like that was the conversation, right? right. Like that was a con. Oh well, he had to do all of this. Right, right now, Jokic, if if we're gonna add that narrative into Embiid. 
does he have to do more than what Jokic does? Because Jokic, like I said, is averaging a triple-double. He is the offense for their team. He is the pace. He does everything for them. Like that, but so that, that's what I'm saying. Like we, we, We're going to fault Giannis. Giannis doesn't have a juggernaut. He doesn't yeah. have a juggernaut of a team. He just has a very well-constructed team that's deep. Right. But they're not like I wouldn't call them like if they were to win the championship, I wouldn't call them this fucking Golden State Warriors. They're not uh, a Miami Heat. They're not a they're not, you know, one of these teams that you're just like, oh, it's them and everyone else. No, no, no. Totally. After watching. And he had to carry so much. He just had to carry so much in the in that first third of the season to keep them within reach of the number one seed. Yeah. How how interesting is this concept? the new collective bargaining agreement, right? Has you needing to play 65 games to qualify for the postseason. The Bucks have three games left. Giannis has only played 63 games. He wouldn't even be a part of the conversation if he didn't play these final three. And who knows when it comes to the end, you know, guys sit guys rest. Well, two of the three. (laughs) Well, there's there. It's it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. It's sad that this is a part of the equation. Because normally, like, th- this was go into the mental equation. They're putting it in the physical equation now, yeah. right? They're going mm-hmm. to add this to a physical component, right? Saying, like, if you're not physically there, you can't. It used to just be, like, no MVP has ever played less than X amount of games because people would take that into consideration. Now they're making it, like, you can't be a part of postseason awards, all NBA. But the thing that I like about this is that, it gives energy back to the players, which I think players had lost some of this control with the sports science. Because now, and players, please listen up to me. Your team holds you out and you get 64 games and you don't get to make all NBA or an all defensive team. You lose out on bonuses. They don't have to pay you that percentage increase if you don't get all NBA. So when they're asking you to rest three, four games in the first you know, 30, 40 of the season. And then in the second half of the season, you do actually sprain your ankle and actually need time off. Richard, sorry to interrupt. Dude, I'm uh, looking at a hotel. This dude full on just came out of his hotel room, butt ass naked. This dude had to be like six foot one, three. I mean, can you turn the camera around? Yeah, like, let us see. Can we see? No, it's too easy. Can't see him now. He went back in, but he was smoking a cigarette, drinking a coffee, butt ass naked with big old belly, his little ding ding sticking out. I was about to say, you don't one eyed Willie. You you do not want me to follow up with my next question. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, continue, Rich. <laughs> no, 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 that, no, no. That was a, a well needed break. No, I just think players are going to be more aware. They're like, oh, we gonna give you a rest day, and you're like, dude, I've already missed like three games this year because of a sickness, because of this, like. I need to play, right? Because what's like, I yeah. think it should always be fearful of a player. What happens if you do land on someone's ankle at game 47 and you're forced to miss, you're forced to miss 10 games, you're forced to miss a month. Now, all of a sudden, you don't get NBA, all NBA, you don't get those bonuses, you can't be all defensive player, you can't do all of these things, you can't be rookie of the year. Like, I, I, I like it from that standpoint. Because I think players now will start to push back on teams when they're trying to miss them because teams benefit when guys don't make all NBA. That's just a fact. My Mm -hmm. question is, how much is it they're qualified for playing for a game? Like, 
Do you one just have- second. One, what do you mean? What, what the hell is that a question? Remember when, remember when, wasn't it Drew Holiday came in and got a foul in Cleveland yeah. just to yeah. like earn his, and then he went right out? So yeah. does Giannis just have to do that in the last game? Yeah, in so the last game, yes. But the other 64, he's probably going to have to play in. <laughs> where and and, and, and we'll talk that fucks up your average you know that and the, you go this doesn't go into effect until the, the future you, you go out there and throw zeros across oh, the yeah. board now, you throw zeros across Think, the board and now once what was once your career high which Giannis is averaging could all of a sudden drop to not be your career high that's all I'm think saying about is that, think uh, about that for Braun he would have to when, score 10 points yeah. He couldn't just come in and foul. Yeah, he couldn't. Inc- yeah, that. Brown couldn't because he's got a streak going. Look at you. Oh, my, like, God. Yeah. my God. Because I don't worry about averages. I'm a team guy. Oh, listen. I, listen, one thing we all believe in is that if Bron, Bron, he was going to get 10 points. It doesn't matter if he shot 20 shots. And back to your point, Channing, you were right. You, I'm old enough to remember when David Robinson needed like 50 something points to win the scoring title at versus Shaq. They passed him the ball every time and he scored 71 points or 70 points. David Robinson did that because in teams where they were like, here you go, here you go, go get that scoring title, big guy. Right. And I think he won the MVP that year. So it's like, you see when your teammates are really giving you an extra boost because they want that for him. And I respect it. Yeah. That's All right, great. let's call. You got it. You got it. No, I just said it was good TV. It was great TV. Like, he was getting double team. He's just too fucking big. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, just kidding. Let's call a timeout on this episode right now to talk about our new partners over at Prize Picks. Rich, are you ready? Prize Picks yes. is daily fantasy made easy. The NBA playoffs will be here next week, and you can get some extra skin in the game with Prize Picks. All first-time users that deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. What does that mean? Well, if you deposit $100 using our sign-up code ROADTRIPPIN, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you sign up with our code and deposit $50, bucks, Prize Picks will give you How does it work? Well, you pick between two and six players and select whether they will score more or less than their prize picks projections. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, women's basketball, men's basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, and much, much more. So for example, last night, Rich was at it with his three player picks. Mm. Take us through it, my friend. Channing, feel free to weigh in your opinion. Okay, guys. First up, it's Bulls and Bucks matchup. I'm taking Zach Levine to have less than 27 and a half points. Zach's had less than 27 and a half points in four of his last five games, so that's why I'm picking less. Next up, we got the Kings rolling rolling into Dallas, and let me say this. Playing the Mavericks, that's been going well for everyone. And I'm going to say that Sabonis is going to have less than 12 rebounds. Why? Because Sabonis has had less than 12 rebounds in six of his last seven games. That's why, Channing. That's why. Okay, and last up, the battle that we've all been waiting for, the Clippers host the Lakers. I'm going to say Kawhi Leonard gets more than 11 and a half rebounds and assists. I think that's easy. <laughs> Boardman gets paid. That's probably, when we're talking about a pick that's the one you want to pick. Kawhi has had more than his number of rebounds and assists of two, two out of the last three games. So I'm telling you, Kawhi, more than 11 and a half rebounds and assists. I'm going to say Sabonis, less than 12 rebounds. And I'm going to say Zach Levine, less than 27 and a half points. 
And that's I'm gonna say what I got for you. all that. You're gonna say what? I'll take the over on all those. <laughs> oh, no, I've been, but listen, all you gotta do it. Listen, you got your own prize pick. You can get in there, get in there, and say over on all three. Oh, I am. And how about this? The way you two just played that out, let me add this in there for all of you listeners. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing <laughs> against other people. It's just you versus the projections available for that day's game. Prize Picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. You just saw how Rich made his picks. Channing will do so moving forward. It really is that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Download the Prize Picks today and play daily fantasy sports with the Road Trippin' crew. Make sure to use the promo code Road Trippin' when you sign up. So taking that Final conversation, Rich, with the Clippers and the Lakers. Let me give you a couple scenarios, and this is why this can be really confusing because even I, who cover uh, one of these LA teams, I have to ask every single day. Mike Trudell, who obviously covers the Lakers, is very indebted into all of this. He laid this out last night after the Lakers win over Utah. Lakers don't have the tiebreaker over the Clippers or Minnesota. So if the Clippers go 3-0, and they're ahead of the Lakers. Clippers go 2-1, and LA needs to go 3-0. and Clippers go one and two. Lakers have to go two and one. Clippers go zero oh and three. LA go one and two. If Minnesota goes two and zero, oh, LA has to go two and one. Minnesota one and one. LA one and two. Minnesota zero oh and two. LA would be higher. Does all of that make sense? Well, yeah. It, it, to, me, it, to me, it tells me to go win your games. That's what it tells me. Because as much as you're playing strategy. You're also all like mm-hmm. beggars can't be can't be choosers and can't be choicey, right? Go win your games. Go try and play the best version of basketball that you can going into the postseason. If you get a chance, the last game of the year and you're slotted or strategically the last game of the year, you can rest some guys because you're trying to get the the seven seed matchup or something like whatever it is. But like you're not in a place when you just got guys back and guys are just now starting to get the rhythm, you're not in a place where all of a sudden you can be like, oh, well, this, this, man, you better win every game that you possibly can. And then the last game of the year, look up and then make a decision on what you want to do. Don't start making these decisions right now. Do not start doing that. That is, that's arrogance. That's, that's stupidity. Make that decision in the last game of the year. Like, Maybe if the if something all goes crazy and you can make it the second to last game of the year because you control it. Like if we lose this game, we'll get the matchup that we want. Okay, fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we can't be slotted anywhere. But right now, no. Go you need to be focused on playing the best basketball because you're going to most likely get a top three team. Right, you're going to get a top three team that's been healthy, that's been playing well all year long. The goal is to be playing great basketball, not to be trying to do some some weird stuff. That's my humble opinion. Uh, wh- can the can the Suns go jump the Sacramento Kings? The, the Suns state? are at forty four and thirty five, and the Kings are at forty eight and thirty one. Oh God, they can't. No. So nope. literally, if the Lakers went out. They'll be fifth, right? No, yes. no, they won't. If they, if they, so if they win their next, what, how many games they got? Three games, right? Uh, well, then the Clippers would have to lose, obviously, which they would, because that means that the Lakers beat them. Exactly. In one of them. Exactly. So let's say the Lakers win out and the Clippers lose two out of three, right? Mm-hmm. The Lakers would play the Suns in the first round. 
You don't want that matchup. I actually think in that situation, the Lakers would uh, be the six seed because the Clippers have the tiebreaker. Uh, oh, okay. So then you do want to win out. And I'm not saying that the Kings are better. But really quickly, Channing, to your point, to your point, what happens if the Lakers win these next two games and they're like, oh, we're going to lose the last game. So we're the sixth, not the fifth, right? Yeah. What if the Clippers decide to also lose that game with whoever they're playing in the last? They're like, we don't want to be fifth. You saw it last year with teams trying to duck Brooklyn, right? Boston was like, fuck it, we're going to win, right? Other teams were like, ah, we don't want to be the number one seed because you're going to get Brooklyn there at, at at, at, at eight. So to me, it's like even playing that game with their, like the Clippers, if they own the tiebreaker, then they technically have the control there. Yeah, right. They have the control there if they want to lose that game. So I think the one thing to note here is we are talking about this Wednesday morning before Lakers Clippers play. So keep that in mind. But this is also the chaos that we've all been dealing with in the Western Conference for what feels like forever. It'll be fun over these final two to three games. Uh, Let's talk about our Cavs. They locked up their 12th 50 win season in franchise history on Tuesday. Donovan Mitchell has now scored 40 and four straight and they're virtually locked into the four versus five first round matchup against the Knicks. That's a great matchup now that Julius Randle is hurt. That's a great matchup. Well, now that he's hurt? Well, he's been hurt. He hurt his ankle. He's no, but, I, no but, I, but I'm saying, though, it's a great matchup if Julius Randle is healthy. Well, yes, but it's still, when he's out there, he's still, he's still an all-star. He's still like... Before he hurt his ankle, what was he like? Top seven in MVP? Wait, wait, I'm con- wait, I'm confused as to what you're saying. I'm still confused. Allie's laughing because she kind of hears it right. <laughs> what do you, you like? If Julius, I think Randall what Channing never- is saying is now the Cavs have a better chance yeah. with Julius oh, out. Oh, you're saying it's a great matchup because you want the Cavs to win. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, great match. I was like, it's like it's a great matchup now that this person's hurt. I'm like, what, what? no. I like I think first of all, I think it's a, like yes, that's a great matchup for the Cavs. But also, I think it's a great matchup in general if everyone's healthy. And I think I think the Cavs I I know, excuse me. I think that I think the Knicks win that in 7 in a very very tight one. I think it's a very tight one. I do. First round? Yeah. Hold on. In the first Wait, round. are you thinking that the Knicks are going to beat the Cavs in the first round of the playoffs? I think they can. I think they can. 100%. Let's play this game. Let's play this game. Let's start with who are the best players on the court. So, number one, Donovan Mitchell. Who's number two? Uh, Julius Randle. And then it he's would be. But I, but I, the postseason, we don't know he's not playing. We don't know he's not playing. We're going to assume that Julius Randle, who's an Iron Man type of guy, and it doesn't look like that he's the type of guy that wants to miss the postseason. I don't care if he's got to go Willis Reed, God rest his soul. He's going to show up. He's going to go. He's going to show up. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying so. Julius Randle and Brunson to me are the next two players. Now, I'm not saying Brunson's better than Garland. I'm saying Brunson currently is having a better season than Garland. Correct. Right. Then you have Allen, right? Then you have Mobley. Yeah, you got Allen and Mobley. And then? Uh, probably either R.J. Barrett or Josh Hart. Yeah, and you see what I'm saying? It's really even throughout. There's not this, there's not this like, dominance, oh, the Cavs bench. Like, the Cavs haven't shot the ball well. They don't have yeah. a fast pace, right? Like, 
Randall is a bully down there. Randall's a bully down there. So it's like that's going to be a load for for Mobley and for Allen. So it's 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 a great matchup. I'm just saying, if you tell me that the, they're only, by the way, they're only two wins apart. These aren't like these vastly different teams. No, totally, totally. They're two wins apart. That's all I'm saying. So like to say that well, I how about go seven. Let's, let's make let's make a Ali. Can you write this down? Let's make a bet on some of this. Sure. <laughs> Well, I'm first of all, I'm not I'm not going to bet against the Cavs. Like, I'm not doing that. But you I'm think merely that saying that I think What's your, that what's your line, Richard? I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, I'm dumb. But it's like, look, I'm not I'm not going to bet against them. I'm just not going to bet on them. On them. On them. <laughs> this is a different thing. I think any team okay. that's top five, top ten in offense and defense – is going to be tough to beat in the first round. And the Cavs have that. Agreed. But they don't have great shooting. And that's something that is necessary in the postseason. They have scores, but not, you know, again, oh, I, I, we forgot to mention, and we apologize, Karis LeBert, right? Karis LeBert, yeah. you know, him, R.J. Barrett. Those, like, those are the t- two type of guys that can tilt that series yeah. One way or the other. If Karis LeVert goes for 17, four out of the seven games, or if RJ Barrett decides to go 18, three, four games in a row, yeah, I think that could be the deciding factor. So it's like, but even those two guys, it's not like we can look at them and differentiate between which one of them is going to have a better, a better series or shoot the ball better. One of those guys can shoot 33%, one can shoot 43%. That's the difference in the series from three. Those two guys. I give you that. Okay. Okay. So no bets. We're not making any bets. Fuck no, I'm not making no bets. <laughs> All right. Open floor. What haven't we discussed that's on your mind? What? Why did everyone stop talking about Memphis all of a sudden? Because they have no Brandon Clark. They've got no Steven Adams. They have no shooting. <laughs> Do you want me to continue? They're very good. Memphis, you're very good. I'm not I'm not here. I'm just saying statistically you guys are in the bottom third of three-point shooting. Sadly, Steven Adams, and we don't know if he's coming back. They lose Brandon Clark to an ACL. Like, just to me, it just – Do you have I, them I getting past the first round? Yes. Depends on who they play. Depends on who they play. It depends on the matchup. Because where you look eyes wide open, like you're assuming that Let's they play the Lakers Clippers at seven, right? We don't know it's going to be the Lakers at seven. Lakers could be eight. Lakers could be six. But like, if I had to bet on the majority of the matchups that they get, I would say there's more than a fifty-fifty chance they make it out of the first round. Uh, if you had to pick both of you, one team from the play-in. So I'm going to put. Yeah, let's go Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Golden State, or the Lakers. We'll take the Lakers out. So Oklahoma City, Golden State, or Minnesota. Which one do you think makes noise? Golden State. They got they're getting Wiggins back. Now that's like hang on. Hang on though. Golden State's not in the play in. They're in six. I know this is I know this is fucking crazy. Given their record, I said it on television minus the F word the other day. The fact that they have that piss poor record on the road, Golden State is in the five seed. They're a five seed in the Western Conference. But aren't they one loss away from being seven? 
That's not that far. Everyone's drop. one loss away like, from being 27. That's crazy. Yo, we've never seen anything. They're like fucking nine and 30 on the road and 30 and nine at home. <laughs> like that's fucking. Yeah, that's there amazing. they are in the five seed. And well, Andrew Wiggins now sitting 30, on the bench. Because they've won 30 games. They've won 30 games at home. They have a top five home record, which is what you typically see from defending champions and teams of that ilk. That's not the surprising part the surprising part is their god-awful like road record they have like the third or fourth worst road they're in the same category as the detroit and the houston rockets on the road that's a that's i've never seen anything like that in my life fair so let me take i'll take um back this because i love the direction you were going and i'll put it to the both of you channing Instead of the Warriors, because they're in the five seed, why don't you add New Orleans, Minnesota, and OKC to come out of the play-in? And Rich, oh. you just watched Minnesota last night. They feel like they got back on track. So Min- who would be the to, na- to make noise? I don't know what, ha- what happened in New Orleans. I mean, health, right? But it's still like ooh, they play hard. I like Who? What? Rubbed. <laughs> what? New Orleans. It's like I like the way they play. But What's I'm so like, funny, Allie? They be getting drubbed. Well, because I was staring off into space. <laughs> yeah, I knew you what I was on doing. Planet Pluto that doesn't even exist. No, no, anymore. I'm saying I was like kind of like listening, zoning off, and I was thinking, and I was trying to think of what was the point that I wanted to make. And the point that I wanted to make about Minnesota was no, no Nas Reed is very big. I was off in the space mm-hmm. trying to. I was like, what? I was like, what? I know there's something about Minnesota that's going to affect it. And I was just like. Yes. No, Nas Reed is very big for them. He is very good. He is one of those guys. He's a 6'10 guy. He defends. He finishes. He can shoot from three. Like, he's one of those game changers over the course of any game in a series. Like, he's he's not, like, he's not a... He's not just like a good role player. Like this dude's a 10 to 15 points every, every night type guy. So to lose a big man with that type of versatility, that one stings a lot for them. Cause that means you depend on more on Rudy. You got less, you got less versatility. We know that cat is okay, but he's not a great defender. Nas is that guy that you would come. That's like the mobile defender, but he still gives you shit on the other end offensively. Cause he can shoot and he's athletic. I saw him go for 30 against the warriors. And I think the Suns. like I've seen him like have some really next level games. So that's where I'm kind of like there. I think Minnesota is going to be fine, but that's a big piece for a fringe team to lose at this time of the year. Even if they get in the postseason, that's going to hurt their chances of making noise. Yeah. So that's the team, the team you would pick though, to make some noise chanting out of the play in, in the West. Yeah. I always think Oklahoma city is dangerous because they are playing with house money and those motherfuckers be getting it up. <laughs> yeah, they, they are going to shoot it. I've seen them down 15 click to another game and click back and then they're up six you're like what the hell just happened you're like what like those young guys you're just like these dudes are turning into pros when you when you develop a culture of a good team with young guys they always think they have a chance and like you know jj reddick's talking about it some other people are talking about it uh about that new kid Jalen. uh what's his name williams williams yep about being rookie of the year and you're like, wait, what? Now, that, yes, he's played outstanding. He's been very good. Like, and I, I, let's not get carried away. Like, let's not get carried away. No, no, no. And I'm right. not saying, but I'm saying the fact that that's even a, in a consideration. You're right. You're right. No, but people have been mentioning his name. I'm agreeing with you. 
and I'm just like saying that on the other end. I'm he's very good. I wouldn't consider him r remotely close. Now, again, we all know that Paolo and those guys have have kind of taken their foot off the gas pedal, but it's not even it's like a tricycle. They just stopped pedaling it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's here's one question. Uh, do if you're Dallas, do you shut down your players? No, you still have a chance to make it. For what? They, well, you know the statisticians are talking about the percentage, the high percentage that they have of being able to be not only in the lottery but being having a top ten pick. So you have your pick this year. You do whatever you oh. want. Oh, that was Sting. What was Sting? Sitting your players, waving the white flag. That one, I don't think that would. Be, I don't think that would bode well. I, I, I agree with what Lucas said you, the other day. They're half a game out of the ten spot, and he said, "If there's a chance, then I'm playing. I will be out there." Yeah. If there's yeah, still I, a I chance. Don't, I, no, I'm Channing. I get what you're saying from a strategic side. Like, put yourself in those shoes as a player if you're in your. You know, oh. if you're in your 10th year and you're like, hey, we have a chance to make the postseason, but we we might be able to get a better pick. And you're like, so I don't get a chance to possibly play in the postseason and go do something like that would that would sting a little bit. That's you know, what, listen, you know what I tell them? Do better during the regular season. We have a chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a chance to get Wemba Yama or there's some really good pieces for us to not be limping in the 10th. Instead, we could be first to fourth if we continue to build of what we have. But again, you got to make these decisions. It's a hard decision, but sometimes you got to tell dudes to get out their own way. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, hey, sorry, guys. Thank you. Here's our opportunity. I don't know if they get their pick next year. Okay. So, to your point, Channing, when you mentioned the name Wimbenyama, we'll finish with this. We've talked about everyone in the postseason and all of the teams, but the one that will not be making the postseason, the Pistons. They have lost 10 in a row and sit at a league where 16 and 63 on the year is just a 14% chance to draft Wimby worth it. <laughs> yes. A 10, a 5% chance to draft seven, a 3% chance is worth it. There were teams that were, there were, I don't want to say any names about players because I don't want to disrespect them, but go back and look at the roster of some of the guys that Philly took during their tanking era and they were just abysmal for multiple years and the players that they got you got a chance to get victor shit yeah i i go owen 82 i would go i'd go owen 82 they wouldn't even call what i would but do tanking it'd be called submarining or just straight digging yeah <laughs> it wouldn't even be tanking it would be tight tanking titanic tanking titanicking Titanicking. It would be Titanicking. He shot a three pointer, Allie, and tip dunked his own three pointer. You haven't seen it, Allie? I haven't seen it. Uh -uh. <laughs> oh I my God, Allie, Allie, it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Go go watch it. Because he does this crazy yeah. in between his legs handle before. So it's like the whole clip is like, what the fuck are we watching? I feel like every clip I say, what the fuck am I watching Allie, with him? This one is something that's never been seen before in a basketball court. In a game. Yeah. In like a game. He shoot, he does it. This shoots a fadeaway. The ball that the camera tracks the ball 
The ball bounces back. Next thing you know, you see him come flying in and dunk it with a lot of room to go. Am I lying, Channing? It wasn't like he extended. It wasn't no. like, oh, he barely got it. That motherfucker just went through and dunked it on the comeback with yeah. room to go. It's one of the craziest things you'll ever I've ever seen in my entire it, it looks so I'm watching just, it right now. Yeah, like you're Watch just it. like what did I just Watch see. It. I read it eight times and wrote, hold up now. <laughs> like now, could you imagine Detroit has Cunningham coming back? They have Jay oh, Knight. I'm not, no, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to be dominant. I don't think he'll be dominant early. I think he's going to be a show. I think he's going to be box office. But I think it's going like Giannis. It took Giannis a few years to get strong enough to be dominant. I think it's going to take him time. Also. What? He literally comes out of nowhere. I we try to tell you this shit. That's what I'm saying. He shot. He and look at the handle that he's doing. Oh, that's what like <laughs> impresses me more than anything. Yeah. The handle, the footwork, the step back. At first, at the beginning and, of the... And, and then I, flies in and make... And so people... I go back to fucking this summer when I was trying to tell people that if Braun, not knowing who Braun was, if Braun was available at 18 and all the hype that we know, Victor would fucking go over Braun 100 times over 100. Yeah. A hundred times over a hundred. Dude, like, oh, I'm like, bro, we don't know that Braun's going to be LeBron James. I'm talking about, I remember him as the prospect versus him and Carmelo and D-Wade. I remember that. Everyone does. Watch this shit. Look, look, a step back. It looks like he's fading away. You track, what the fuck? Even Freak. just, even, by the way, even like the step back, the, the handles, the footwork, you could have stopped the clip there and yeah, been like, a seven, whoa. That's a seven foot four guy then, doing that. That's a seven. If he yeah. would have made the three, that would have still be a viral highlight. Like, watch this fucking move by Victor. This, yeah. Bro, he, he's the greatest. Doesn't it make you guys want to go out and try it? At least you chaining at seven foot. No. <laughs> Can no. you please go out and do it? <laughs> Just because he's a seven footer. Are you kidding me? I have a better chance of doing it than Channing. Yeah, I have to purposely miss that, which I don't do. Right? But <laughs> you guys are wonderful. It's another edition of Road Trippin'. See you next week. This episode of Road Trippin' is brought to you by our friends at Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Discount Tire is the largest independent tire retailer in the nation with the biggest selection of tires and wheels. We know you're going to find something you are going to love for your vehicle. Log on to DiscountTire.com and use Treadwell, the world's only tool that gives you transparency on how tires really perform and personalized recommendations based on where and how you drive. Learn about the tire life and the tire cost to help you choose the right tires with Treadwell by Discount Tires. Here's a quick tip from the Discount Tire experts. You can prevent tire wear and boost gas mileage by keeping the right air pressure in your tires. Tire air pressure supports the weight of your vehicle. Come on guys, you gotta stay on top of this. It's important to check for safety. Visit discounttire.com to learn about tire safety or if it's been a month since you last checked your tire pressure, stop by one of their local stores for free tire safety and pressure check. Remember road trippers, you get 30% shorter average wait times when you buy and book online at discounttire.com.